Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Spiritual Side of Chinese Medicine. If you know me well, then you know that I love thought and wisdom systems that help us know ourselves better. I'm practically obsessed with these. And we've talked about things on the show like the Enneagram, human design, numerology, astrology, all these tools that help us understand and see ourselves more clearly. And today, I'm super excited to dive into the spiritual side of Chinese medicine. Like, did you know that you can use the principles of Chinese medicine, the elements, to better understand your true nature? Also, how to like balance yourself, right? If you're feeling out of balance. And... I'm going to tell you about the coolest book. My guest today's book is so awesome. And they have a quiz in the book. And I, when I took out the, the quiz and answered the questions um, to find out which element I was, I was literally laughing because of how accurate some of the questions were to my personality. I was like, okay, clearly I'm this. I'm a fire element, just so you know. Um, and I just think it's awesome and valuable to know these things about yourself. And there were really good tips in this book about how to balance your energy. I also read, you know, and went through and found out which element my husband was and my son. And, you know, it's good to know the people you love too. So you can communicate with them and and just be more connected, more understanding. So I think knowing thyself is the most awesome, beautiful journey. And when you seek to know yourself better, Obviously, you move through the world with greater compassion, right? You realize not everybody's the same. Not everybody's going to see life like you do, right? And that's okay. They have their own, you know, their own design, their own imprints and things like that. You also find it easier to communicate usually because you know what you need. You know who you are and you find it easier to say like, this is what I need in this instance and just be upfront about it instead of people trying to figure you out right? And trying to figure out how to make you happy or how to make you laugh or how to support you, all these things, right? We can ask for what we need based on knowing ourselves. And so today on the show, I have Hay House author, Jean Hayner. She's awesome. She teaches us how to use the little known spiritual side of Chinese medicine, not like a physician treating your health, but to heal your life when it's not working for you. With over 30 years of study and research, as well as experience in doing thousands of personal consultations, Jean is well known for using this age-old wisdom to solve modern problems. Her new book is The Five Element Solution, Discover the Spiritual Side of Chinese Medicine to Release Stress, Clear Anxiety, and Reclaim Your Life. So with no further ado, welcome Jean to the show. Jean, welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm excited to talk with you, Shauna. Yes. And I was just sharing with you that I 
really am enjoying your book. I'm actually giggling, which might be a not a normal response that people have when they read your book. But I'm giggling to myself because I love anything that looks at our personalities and how we can understand ourselves better and all of those connections that we can make. And so I'm certainly having that experience uh, reading your book and I know everybody else is going to today. So tell us a little bit about how before the five element solution, which is your book, how you began to be interested in Chinese medicine and just this ancient knowledge. Yeah, well, I, I kind of came in at it sideways. I, <laughs> I actually married into a, a Chinese family when I was in my 20s. And my very traditional mother-in-law uh, began to teach me about things like Chinese medicine, Chinese philosophy, Chinese face reading, feng shui, all these things I'd never heard of before. And she became my first teacher and I was so fascinated. I just felt like I was home. And I studied with everyone I could get my hands on around the world. And it's been over 30 years now. Uh, and at some point, I ran out of teachers and began to learn from my clients and students. <laughs> I think I often wonder, you know, gosh, you know, who should be most grateful here? Because I feel I learn as much from them as they do from me. That's wonderful. And so as you're looking into these, you know, different, um, like, like you said, face reading, which is fascinating. Were the elements what stood out the most for you? Yeah, you know, this is a secret that most people in the West don't know about, that these, these so-called five elements that people may have heard of, most people have never heard of them. This is really a map of how energy moves. So for instance, if you go to an acupuncturist, they're using that map to see how energy moves through your body, to see where there's some blocks, to see where it's out of balance, to see where they should put the needles to bring your system back into balance. But this map is a map of everything. It's how energy moves through your home, for instance, and that's what feng shui is about. It's about how energy moves through your personality, which is really my focus. I've always been fascinated about what makes people tick, and I've studied many different systems of personality typing and understanding people, and this is by far the most comprehensive and, and accurate. And one reason I have so much respect for it is it's been researched over thousands of years. You know, it's not just one person's opinion or something that somebody came up with. It's been so deeply developed. And I think that's why it's, it's so true, so accurate and so meaningful for us as a map for how each of us can move through life because we're all different. And there's, there's different ways that each of us need to live an optimal, optimal life, need to, to live our life according to our true nature, our own inner design. And before we get into the five elements, which we will go deep into that, I'm just curious if you grow up in, let's say, a Chinese family, are they do they identify the personalities according to the elements like early in a child's life? Is that something that's typical? Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because historically in China, this knowledge was presented very differently than it is here and what I've been doing with it, because in China it was very exclusive. It wasn't taught to the general population. It was passed down from master to student orally, but they didn't consider it the right thing to do to teach everyone. 
uh, in this way. It's, it's a cultural difference. And here in this country, we're very inclusive. People want to learn the whys and the how-tos. And, and so for me, a big part of my uh, work with this is to integrate uh, Eastern understanding with a Western way of applying this knowledge in practical and pragmatic ways in our everyday lives. My, my whole role with this is to spread the wealth, to teach you how to use this in your own life in a way that's really useful for you, not to withhold the knowledge. So no, in Chinese families, <laughs> not the case. And, and actually when, I, when I've done uh, face readings for Chinese clients, they often tell me at the end what a relief it was because early in their life, they may have had a, a face reading from a, a Chinese practitioner in the old classical way, which is mostly just about telling them what's wrong with them. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not my approach. <laughs> my approach is the opposite. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. So in the face reading, I'm just curious about this before we go into the other. In the face reading, what can you tell by looking at someone? What are the types of things by looking at someone's face? Well, yeah, you can go quite deep, actually, because as I said, this is a map of who you are, but it's also a map of your whole life journey. So you can read your personality, you can read your life challenges, you can read your personal strengths and natural talents, you can read what's happened to you in life up until this point, and you can also look ahead into the future. But this isn't about destiny carved in stone. This is about looking at what you have been creating for your future and how you can shift that, ways you can change that if you don't like the path that you've been going on. If you've kind of navigated off course, then this can help you. This is the spiritual side of Chinese medicine. So I'm not like a physician treating people's health. I'm more like a, a guide or a mentor to see how they've been going through life, the choices that they've been making, why that's been happening, why they've been creating the problems that they have based on their personality type. And then we can see how to bring things back into balance. Mm, I love that. So what, what are the five elements to begin with? Yeah, so there's five different personality types and the names for them sound very strange. They're called water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And what does that mean? Well, <laughs> in, in terms of, of Chinese medicine, these are descriptive terms for types of energy. So if you'd like, I can just walk you through very briefly, touch on each of these five personality types. That's great. Okay. So water element personality types, these are the dreamers in life. These are the nonconformists, the creative thinkers, they dance to their own beat. So I often call them the innovators because they can come up with ideas and solutions to problems just almost intuitively without having to go through a very linear thought process, it just occurs to them. And when people say, wow, you know, how did you come up with that? they'll say, I don't know, it just came to me. <laughs> they don't think in straight lines. So this is a great strength of theirs. But you know, with each of these personality types, uh, there's always two sides. You know? So on one side, we see all the beneficial aspects of, of that particular trait, but then we flip it over, there's always a downside. And one of the downsides associated with this personality type is if we imagine water as a nature image, they can kind of float through life a little bit too much. They, they kind of just float and don't move forward. And so, you know, sometimes you find a water element person who is brilliant at music or brilliant at uh, developing software, but they're still living in their parents' basement when they're 35. <laughs> they haven't really kind of taken that and run with it. They just kind of float instead. And so that's something they often need help with. Um, 
The second type, the wood element personality type, these are the warriors. They are driven to go out and make a difference in the world. They want to change the world for the better. Better. They're very good at seeing what's wrong with a system or a problem and seeing how to fix it. And then they're very good at taking action to fix it. So these people are often very entrepreneurial or they're, they're lifelong students. They're always wanting to learn and grow. But one downside of this personality type is that they can be too driven. They're so focused on getting results that even when they have achieved something, when they've reached a goal, it's not enough for them that in the next moment, they'll think, okay, what's next? Instead of, wow, you know, just allowing yourself a moment of feeling like, yes, I did it, and a moment of satisfaction. So they can be so driven, they, they burn themselves out. They lose touch with the passion that they first felt and what got them into this, and then it just becomes a hamster wheel. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So then the third type, the fire element personality type. These are the people with the huge hearts. They are full of love. They are so emotionally available. They're very warm and affectionate with other people. One of their great strengths is their kind of natural sense of joy. You know, they walk into a room and people immediately feel better. They feel more lighthearted. There's, there's more of a cheerful, positive approach with these people to everything. Fire element people find life fascinating. There's always so many interesting things to do and to learn. And, and that's great. But one of the problems with that is they can become too scattered. They have so many balls in the air. They've got so many projects going and they have a short attention span. So they'll be working on one thing and then all of a sudden it's kind of like squirrel and oh, that looks fun. And then off they go and, <laughs> and nothing gets completed. So often fire element people have trouble completing the things that they've started. Uh, the fourth type, the earth element uh, personality type. This is the true blue friend. These are people, when you become friends with them, you become like family to them. They are highly responsible. They will always be there when you need them. They're very kind and exceptionally caring people with a generosity of spirit that is just beautiful. But one downside of being an earth element person is that they can overgive. These are very nurturing people. They love to give. They want something to take care of, whether it's a, a person or a business or a, an animal, something, a home. They need something to take care of, but they can overdo it. So in other words, they overgive and then they forget about their own self-care. They sacrifice their needs too often. And by self-care, I don't mean, yeah, you should get enough sleep and exercise and eat right. I, I mean, in terms of self-care, kindness towards self, to be as nice to yourself as you are to everyone else, to keep the balance of giving and receiving uh, under control. Right? Uh, the final type, the metal element personality type, these are the humanitarians, the visionaries. These people are very good at inspiring us to live our best lives, reminding us what's most important in life, what's most valuable. And so they're often uh, spiritual teachers or uh, religious leaders or anyone who helps us remember what's really important in life. But one of the downsides of being a metal element person is that you're very likely to be a perfectionist. 
you, you're very conscientious, which of course is a good thing, but like all of us, you can kind of go overboard in what you're good at. And so often metal element people have this kind of a program always running in the back of their mind that says that wasn't good enough. That's not good enough. You're not good enough. You might not be good enough. And oh my gosh, that can create a constant undercurrent of anxiety in life. And so they have to learn how to, when the point is in any project that it's good enough that they don't have to go back and check it 16 times, <laughs> that they don't have to worry about taking a risk or be anxious about every little thing because they are very detail-oriented. Learning to relax and trust the process is a big lesson for metal element people. That's so wonderful. And how does it work like as far as uh, you have a great quiz in the book where, where you can kind of self-identify, do people usually have like one that's the strongest and then the others, you know, another that's kind of like their, their secondary or how does that usually work? Exactly. Yeah, you're spot on. So we actually all have all of the five elements in our personalities. Nobody's a one note song, but we have them in different measures. It's like each of us has our own particular recipe, but you're right. There's always one that I call your default setting, like in your computer, it always defaults to. And that's your main element. That's kind of your filter that you view life through primarily, but there will always be a second one that comes on strong and often a third one. Um, and so the, the quiz in the book will help you discern uh, which, which, what your particular combinations are. And also all the rest of the chapters in the book, you know, each chapter gives the typical kinds of problems that each uh, personality type tends to have. And so that also helps you identify, it's like, oh yeah, there I am, that's me. And so then you can learn more about why you are that way and how to come back into balance when you kind of uh, get off course. I loved it. I had to like laugh to myself when I was reading. They asked, you know, in the book and it asks you questions so you can self-identify. And I think it was the fire element and it said uses a lot of exclamation points. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so me, right? Like that is, I do that all the time. And so, it, so I love things like that that are you know, it's not what you think you would read, right? As an identifying factor, but it's, but it's so true, right? You had several of those and that's what made me laugh when I was going through the book. I was like, I mean, that's a, that's a big identifying factor and I do. And I've had people tell me like, why do you put three exclamation points at the end of the sentence? I'm just generally excited about life, I guess, or something. Exactly. And you just have to. And it's interesting because, you know, when you really learn this stuff and I teach people how to become five element coaches that help people uh, figure out how to do life. But when you really learn this stuff, you can tell somebody's personality type, even by the sound of your voice. And I knew the moment we started talking, oh, yay, there's a fire element person, because I have a lot of that too. And fire people often end up in the public eye, for instance, doing podcasts. So it's no surprise, here you are. Yeah, it's so great. And I would not have thought myself to be, like when I was reading them, I mean, I think we get these preconceived notions of I don't know what we are, right? Um, but I wouldn't have thought myself to be that. But I, when I read that, I just started laughing. I'm like, that that's me. Like, <laughs> And I wouldn't say, because you think of fire as like a particularly fiery personality, at least I did. Um, but it doesn't really read like that. So it's so it's interesting because I think we have to be careful of our preconceived notions of certain words, mm. right? Because it's really, I found all of them to be a little bit different than what I thought they might be. Um, but so, so right on. 
Well, and often, you know, we don't have a clear view of who we are. We're too close. And so often also, we've absorbed the judgments of other people. You know, what I always say about this work is you're born with these patterns, you're born with this design, and it's perfect and it's right. But soon after we're born, we start receiving messages and expectations from the outside world, from our parents, teachers, peers, society at large. And often in that message is uh, what it really says is, you know, you should really be more like that. But we're not that, we're this. But, you know, really implicit in that message is you'll be loved if you'll be more like that. And we all want to be loved. So then we try to be more like that. And to me, that begins the journey away from original nature. And I find with everyone, to one degree or other, we're all trying to find our way back home to ourselves, to be able to love and accept ourselves and feel comfortable in our own skin. And then we can see ourselves more clearly because we're not in resistance. We see, oh, wait a minute, that's not, this aspect of me is not like what they told me. This aspect of me is actually just fine. And I've been expressing it in an unhealthy way because I've been in judgment of it. As soon as we really see the truth of it, then we can relax into it and then we express it in a totally healthy way. Yeah, that is so beautifully said. And it's so important. I mean, don't you think we're going through a time of reclaiming who we are as unique individuals and and living more authentically as ourselves? I think we are all feeling compelled to do that more and more. And that's why I'm so happy you're showing up in this way that we can really have this kind of conversation uh, to help kind of spread the word. So I'm just curious because whenever I read things like this, I'm also reading from my husband and my child. And I'm curious if there are certain um, elements that that resonate easily with each other or there are certain things between elements that are noticeable. Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. You know, this can be so useful in relationships. And, and I often have people ask me, you know, oh, is this relationship going to work? Or, you know, should I run for the hills? And, you know, we always start from the premise that any relationship can work as long as it's based on understanding and acceptance from each side. And that's one of the reasons why this work can be so important. But there are some combinations that are more challenging. You know, we all tend to have uh, a little dynamic that happens between us, little reactions. And I often find that we misunderstand why the other person is feeling that way, behaving that way, has that need. Uh, and that can be so helpful. So for instance, for fire element people, as long as we've been talking about that personality type, they tend to talk really fast. They tend to throw little jokes into the conversation and they tend to be really fun. They wanna make work fun. Even if, you know, if it's a serious project, they try to keep the mood light. But other personality types such as wood element people or metal element people especially can misunderstand that. And they can, they can judge the fire person as flaky or too superficial. It's like, come on, we should get down to business. You know, why are you joking around? Well, they're not joking around. They're trying to make it fun for everyone. And that's that's an important value for fire people. It's not so important for other personality types. And so then we can get into judgment that accumulates and one judgment piles on top of the other. And then it can uh, affect the relationship when it really doesn't have to. Um, 
wood element people, very driven. So they're very efficient. They want to stay organized, get things done. Their eyes are on the prize. They don't want to mess around. But earth element people, they love to chat. They want to tell their story. They want to talk about what happened at dinner last night and who said what and why and how she felt and how he felt and the backstory of the whole thing. And that can drive wood element people crazy because it's, come on, get to work. <laughs> so again, it's different styles. Neither one is right or wrong. And so this can help us so much in understanding why that other person is acting that way and, and choose a different response or at least have more patience with them. <laughs> Yeah, it's so true. And it's funny, my husband definitely is a metal element. And one of the things that showed up in when I was reading the quiz is um, I think 100 miles a minute, like I have so many thoughts in my head, I'm going between thoughts, you know what I mean? I'm, it's hard to like probably track me. And I'm like, and I'm excited about them. And I'm, you know what I mean? I definitely bring a lot of like laughter to the house and goofiness and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but he likes to just think about things. So I make decisions and I just run with them, right? Like on the whim. And he, like, since the time I met him, it's so funny. He'll be like, well, let me think about it for me. And he'll go away and he'll think about it. And then he'll come back later, you know what I mean? And, and be like, okay, I've thought about it. And here's what it is. And I'm just like, can we make a decision? Like, <laughs> how hard can it be? Like, let's just do this, right? And so over the years, I mean, we've been together, like, over 10 years, um, we just laugh about it. Like we, I mean, he'll smile when he's like, let me think about it. And I'll smile. I'm like, okay, I'll slow down my train. You know? <laughs> but, um, but it's funny. It's like, I mean, you can really have a sense of humor about the differences, but it took me a minute to realize like, this is really just an entirely different way of processing information than what I'm used to. Well, and that's such a great insight, and thank God that you did that. I mean, that shows that you've done some personal work, too, because that's not the norm. I mean, usually, and for fire element people, yes, they think fast, they make decisions fast, and they make the decisions based on what their feeling is at the time, and, and that's usually right. It's usually the right way to go. But metal element people could never do that. They, they're very analytical. They need to consider all the details. They think long-term about, okay, well, if I do that, then that means that needs to happen and that means that, and then this, and then that, and oh my goodness, they need time to get used to the idea even. And when you have those two personality types together, it really is important to understand, okay, you know, I'll, I'll stay here and wait for you to catch up <laughs> as a fire element person. It's just different approaches and they need to be honored and respected. So genius that you were able to do that. So funny. Yeah, we uh, we worked that out early, but I remember, you know, it's funny because sometimes there are probably different types that are not in your sphere as much. Do you find that? Like, because I remember when we first met, I hadn't really had a lot of people in my life who processed information like him. So it was new for me. Like I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Right. Cause we're just busy being us. And it really taught me like, oh, there's probably so many people that do this and process information in this way. And it was a new awareness. Do you find that certain people that are uh, congregate together and that there are other like elements, let's say that, that you might not have that many of them in your life? Well, I do find that uh, we, we tend to congregate with people we resonate with, but then of course we're out in the world. And so we're going to encounter people with different frequencies, different types. 
And it's so great that you were aware of that because often we take it personally. You know, someone behaves in a certain way. They say, I need to think about it when we immediately know what we want to do. And people often get their feelings hurt or think, you know, they react negatively to the other person. And that's why I think this work is so important to understand, oh, it's just a different energy. It's just a different way. I'm not right or wrong. He or she is not right or wrong. We're just different and we need to find some common ground here. We need to find some way of understanding. And this to me is the direct route of doing that. Yeah, definitely. And you talk about solving problems using the five elements. How do we solve problems using them? Yeah, so this goes way beyond even just understanding our own personality type or someone else. Because like I said earlier, this is a map of how energy moves. This is a map of how everything works. And if you look at it like a map, you know, we, we were never given access to this map. Nobody taught us that we had a map. And so it's just natural in life. We're kind of groping along and we can take a wrong turn and then we create a problem for ourselves. And we don't know how to solve that problem, how to get out of that mess. But if we can refer to the map, it shows us how to do that because the elements move in certain ways, they affect each other in certain ways. So just as an example, if you're a wood element person and you, you become overly driven, you're working and working and working because wood element people are so focused on goals and getting things done and that's your greatest strength, but they can overdo it. Then we look to the map of the five elements to see what they can do to come back into balance so they don't burn out or so they don't harm their relationships because they're so focused on work. They don't spend time with family or they, they just lose touch with that aspect of their lives. And this gives us remedies, literal remedies. It is the equivalent of Chinese medicine, but not for your body, for your life. So let me explain what I mean by that. You know, If you go to an acupuncturist, their goal is actually not to heal you. Their goal is to figure out which needles to put in which places in your body to bring your body's energy back into balance because they believe the body is very wise and can heal itself as long as its energy is in balance. So they put those needles in and then they step back and let the wisdom of the body take over. Well, with this work, we can take the equivalent of acupuncture needles, tiny little changes that you can make in your daily life that can bring balance back. So for a wood element person, for instance, they often don't allow themselves downtime. They're too driven. They're, they're exercising and then they're working and then they're exercising again and maybe they're cleaning the house and then they go back to do something else and there's no time to replenish or at least not enough. Replenishment, yes, it comes through sleep, but it also comes in other ways about doing things that just let every cell in your body relax and go, ah. So that could be a soak in the tub. That could be a spa treatment. That could, because this is water element, this could literally be spending time in or around water, even having pictures of water around you energetically are a remedy and can affect you. And so in my book, I give you tons of choices for different remedies that you can use to solve any problem that you encounter in life because we can understand why you have that problem and then we can find the remedy for it. Is a problem always an imbalance? Well, 
I would consider it that way. You know, you can think of it as sometimes someone gets really depleted. They're really weak in a certain kind of energy that they need in order to stay strong and, and live an optimal life. Sometimes it's the opposite. They have too much of an energy. Like I was talking about with a wood element person being too driven. They're too focused on getting things done. Then we have an excess of that energy. And there's five different choices for every problem. It's not just one remedy. And so another way to deal with a wood element person who's too driven is to find a way to keep that energy moving. And here, the, the remedy is helping them get in touch with their original joy, their original passion, which is fire element. And literally, in everyday life, then, we could add certain colors to their life to drain off some of that overdrive, <laughs> or certain foods, or certain small activities that can come in, and it will seem illogical. It will seem like this can't possibly work. But I've been doing this now for over 30 years, and still am gobsmacked at how just tiny little changes, little acupuncture treatments, that's the equivalent, can really create a major shift and bring your life into balance. So interesting. So so what is, you talked about how certain elements nourish another element and then how they control another one. Mm -hmm. How does yeah. that work? There's a, there's a movement in how these elements interrelate. They're in relationship with each other. And you know, Chinese medicine was the original holistic medicine. In other words, it understood that all the parts of your body are interconnected and affecting each other all the time. It was the first medicine to understand that if you had a problem with your stomach, we don't just look at the stomach. We'd need to look at what's going on with the body as a whole. Well, the same thing here with our lives. If we have a problem in a certain aspect of our life, knowing the system, I would be able to see, oh, well, here it is over here and over here and over here. You just don't see the connection. And so we need to look at holistically and use the five elements holistically. So every element has another element that nourishes it, feeds it, helps keep it strong. And every element has another element that controls it. And, and that's not a negative thing. It helps us grow. It helps it grow in a controlled way. So things uh, don't get out of control it, in order to keep it in balance and stay healthy. And so this cycle of the five elements, they're always talking to each other and relating to each other. And we can look at your particular map at this point in your life to see, oh, okay, here's what's off. And here's what we need to do to fix it. You know, Chinese medicine and Chinese culture as a whole is very pragmatic. It's not just kind of inspirational and then off you go and on Monday morning, you're right back at your desk <laughs> wondering what happened, you can't use it. It's like, okay, here's some tools. Here's what, exactly what you can do to make creative and positive change in your life. We don't mess around. <laughs> it's so great. It's so great. And the book is The Five Element Solution, Discover the Spiritual Side of Chinese Medicine to Release Stress, Clear Anxiety, and Reclaim Your Life. And I'm sure you can get this on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Can you share where they can find out more? Where's your online hub? Sure. I would invite people to visit me at my website, which is just my name, jeanhainer.com. I'm also on social media, so you can find me there. But there's a lot of free resources on my website, so I would start there. Wonderful. This has been amazing. And I'm going to ask you the four questions now that we ask our guests. And it's just a time for you to share your personal journey, things that might be coming up in your life or that you've realized. And 
it's based on a process that I take people through called the anatomy of transformation. And the beginning is truth. We, we discover something, something new comes into our reality and it feels like, wow, I really resonate with this. And a lot of times those new things are catalysts. They're going to move us forward in life in a new way. So what is a deep truth that you've come across recently or at some point on your journey that was a catalyst for you? Mm. Well, it's the joke that I always make when I teach uh, webinars <laughs> is that the only thing that's wrong with you is that you think there's something wrong with you. It <laughs> <laughs> so may sound silly, but if you really let that sink in, that can give you some incredible guidance. It can open up for you uh, to let you see how much you've been judging yourself and how that has created layer upon layer of uh, judgment, self-criticism, uh, that you can jettison, that you can let go of, and then be yourself on purpose. So beautiful. So the second question is about release. So if we were to use the truth, you know, what what is it like to release this idea that there's something wrong with us? Like what opens up from that releasing? Uh, what I find is that people don't realize the load that they've been carrying, uh, the judgments from other people, the criticisms that they've soaked in, uh, and their own then self-judgment and self-criticism. It is such a liberating and freeing feeling. People feel so much lighter. They feel so much more free now to move forward without carrying that load. So that's to me the most important thing that I see. So beautiful. And the third is about experience. What do you see changes in people's life when they start to realize like, oh, I can honor who I am. There's nothing wrong with me. Like what goes on in relationships for them and their, in their work life, like from your experience with clients that you've had? Mm -hmm. Well, what I, I find that I just so love is that when people learn this stuff, they start to recognize when they're letting their fire on fire, their hair on fire again and running down that road. In other words, they start to become more conscious about when they're going out of balance, when they get triggered, or when they have that old unconscious belief system coming up yet again to block them in life, it starts becoming more conscious. But instead of them beating themselves up yet again, like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that again. Instead they go, oh, there I go again. There's that pattern. And that is a conscious awareness that catches them early. So now they're forming new synapses in their brain. Now they're forming new healthier habits where they stop digging that hole for themselves yet again. And they, they are able to move forward and make better choices for them that serve them. And then it's like the future is wide open. Mm, that's really beautiful. And what is it that helps people stay in alignment with this? So, so whether that's like practices or rituals or anything, ways of being, like when you think about coming into full alignment, like what helps your clients do that? I, you know, I tend to, well, one reason I, another reason I respect this work so much is that it's so simple. I think that systems that are fully developed, fully mature, actually are deceptively simple. And things that are complicated are still green. They're still, they're still developing. So I'm not a big fan of having to go through some process or some complicated practice every day. Oh my God, we're busy enough. The, the beauty of this is that once you have the awareness, you're in your own flow. So it doesn't take effort. This is about allowing life to unfold as it's meant to. And so as you can notice your traits and tendencies, your patterns, you're, you're in the driver's seat 
often for the very first time. And then things become so much more simple. Mm, such wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing this work. I really, really, like I said, enjoyed this book, smiled throughout it. You do talk a lot about the simplicity, which I think you make a good point. Like we're all busy and it, it, it can be simple. It should be simple. And it's really, you know, that awareness. So thank you for writing this book and sharing this work on the show. I've, I've enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Beautiful conversation. Thank you so much. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm-hmm.